Go live, go live. Go live, young man, go live. Go west, young man, go west. Go west. Well, I'd rather go a little May West if you don't mind. Oh, come up and see me sometime, Dr. Emery. <laughs> well, if I In a world of divisiveness, we bring you diversity. In a world of hate, we bring you love. In a world of fear, we inspire you to live. And now, laughing, loving, and alive with your hosts, Rain Thomas, Elmer J. Howard, and Dr. Kevin. Hello, I am Dr. Kevin. Hello, I am Rain Thomas. And hello, I am just passing by as Elmer Howard. <laughs> You're just passing by Elmer Howard? What do you do? I am. To say hello. Well, hello. I love this show, you guys. It's like I just saw you and that I haven't seen you in years. Oh. Really? I feel like I just did this are, yesterday. Are you saying I've aged? I no, heard, I'm saying I you guys are getting younger by the show. If I get any younger, I'll ha I'll be in my last past life. <laughs> <laughs> I had something, but that's an off-air comment for us. Oh, okay. Oh, baby. Uh-huh. So. Oh, here we are. I'm looking for us, and we're live, and people are starting to comment. Already oh, got comments. Good, yeah. good, good. Welcome comments. Yes. I'm trying to see if I can get Facebook to show up so I can watch. Okay. Yeah, there's Andy. There's Andy. Andy, you're like our biggest fan. Just, I, I just, and I love Andy. You know, I met Andy like forever ago. And um, he's like, he's a tried and true friend. You know, you get some people that you never see again. And then some people, all of a sudden, you're friends and you, you don't even know what happened. Yep. Don't everybody um, agree at once, though? Uh, well, you know, sometimes, you know, once is enough to make that kind of connection. I mean, right. I, I have people that I've never met in person that I started, you know, for whatever reason to connect with online. And then we would talk online and then we would see, I mean, like we'd do video and, but I've never met them in person, but that doesn't mean I still don't have a connection with them. I mean, I'm 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 big enough to connect with the whole world. Yes, you are. You that you absolutely are right. And you know our other another friend tried and true. Terry Loftus is watching. She's out there I think in Charleston, South Carolina and she tries to never miss us either. I mean, such great I, people. I love Charleston, South Carolina. Isn't that Oh, my friend Anita Burgos, we've been friends since 1980. Um there's a woman, you, you don't want to cross her the wrong way. You're talking about tried and true friendship for the last, oh, 20, 30, 40 something years. That's, there's friendship for you. Hi, Anita. We got all sorts of people waving and sharing and Andy I've says had... we all have the same wit. So that's why we like Andy so much, right? Um, well, <laughs> uh, okay. So I am, I've, I don't know why I'm not being able to pick up the show. Are, I you was going, looking. are you going to the Laughing, Loving, and Alive page? Yeah, I'm going to the Laughing, Loving, and Alive page. I, I see gonna, us. I was going to see if there was anybody that I, uh, you know, I mean, Rain has all of these fabulous friends and they show up and they support her. And I mean, then there's you and me, chopped and liver. Um, <laughs> And I, and I was kind of looking because last show I had actually a few friends. I had a few friends show up too. They're going to show up. Trust me. Terry's like, hey, Rain, I made it in time for the week. She's in Myrtle Beach. Okay, Myrtle Beach. You know, Terry, you know, I can't remember any. I'm lucky I know where I am. But of course, you know, I love you tons and I'm glad you're on. That goes for you too, Andy and Anita and everybody who's watching us. Um, since Kevin is still looking for his French friendships and elmer is still doing what elmer does trying to act like he it looks it down because he won't call on him i'm not no, gonna I'm worry not. about it i'm you know what if somebody shows up 
If you show up and I know you, hello, I can't get my coordinating. My coordination is a little off. So I can't look at my phone and look at the screen and talk to everybody. So I'm gonna to talk to you. If you're there and I know you, hello. If, I'm, if you're there and I don't know you, you're lost. Say hello anyways, we'll chat, a little kibitzing. Well, you know, I'm always looking to make new friends. A little kibitzing. Okay, well, you know, last, our last show, which like you said, seems like yesterday, and it also seems like months ago. I want to kick it off if that's okay with you guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, kick it off. Just don't kick me. Go ahead. Okay, well, if I were closer, not to Kevin. <laughs> I got to tell you, we have had some amazing responses on Facebook, but Instagram, I mean, people that are watching us and people that are contacting me, we're getting people from all walks of life all over the world and setting some of these people up as guests. We, I'm, people are going to be in for a real treat with our show. I mean, it, when we make it to iTunes, I think that's what it's called, right? Elmer, you know me. Music. Well, no, Podbean is where we're hosting it and we're shooting it out to all the different podcast sites that people can get. And some have video and some will have just the audio. See, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's why he's the technical guy. I'm lucky I could turn on and get into Zoom. I mean, when I think of Zoom, I think of come on and Zoom, 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 I Zoom, the television show way before your time, Elmer. Yes, as I so, would say. <laughs> well, are you watching the comments, Rain? I am watching the comments. I see Andy and yeah, he, he called Elmer me a sap. You didn't see tonight. <laughs> yeah, did you see that? <laughs> Elmer is a sap tonight. Elmer sap every night. I mean, tonight's not a and I and I sap I sap anywhere. So yeah, you sap anywhere. Um, oh boy. So I have. So were you finished? Because I, I I don't want to hop in and no hop in, Doctor Kevin. I just wanted to say we're picking up some great traction. And people think we have an amazing chemistry together, the three of us. Even though I'm silent, Bob, you know? Well, sometimes you need the silent, Bob, because they know that if they say the wrong thing, you're going to hang up. <laughs> so here's my question. This came to me because of something that happened actually yesterday. Uh, and I wanted to kind of just bring it up since we're laughing, loving, and alive, which is I wanted to get both your opinions on Sheriff Froden. Sheriff Froden, Sheriff Froden, Sheriff Froden. Um, and do you think it really exists? Uh, and I'll tell you why afterwards. Well, it's Elmer's turn. You're referring to getting uh, joy out of other people's pain? Yep. Basically. Yep, yep. It's a German word. Um, as they say at Avenue Q, of course it is. Um, <laughs> um. Do I believe it's real? Yeah. Do you believe that? I, I think there's some people that. A... I think there's some people that do. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know if it's part of the normal human psyche. You know, it might be that whole misery loves company thing, or it might be somebody who is already sadistic and you know um, has some other issues. You know, I can see them enjoying getting, you know, uh, seeing other people suffer in pain. What are you? And oh, does that include does that include the people who are into S and M, where it's a consensual thing? Are you talking about that as well, or is it something? You're talking about something different. Uh, that's not really what Sheriff Roden used, as okay. I understand it. It's about finding, you know, finding laughter in somebody else's misery or pain. You know that you find it funny. Okay. Rain, do you think it actually exists? Do you think that happens, or you think that that's just a you know, a few odd ducks swimming up of swimming up the pond the wrong way. No, uh, based on my background, I know for a fact that that exists. Um, some people, their idea of happiness is watching misery and chaos. Okay, right? so they follow yeah. politics. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And and like I said, based on my background. Nobody was happy unless somebody was miserable. And that person that was miserable was the target. Uh, that Once they were miserable, everybody was like excited. So yes, to me, that definitely exists. It's, it's sick and twisted, but there it is anyway. Okay, it's sick and twisted. We have, but we have a, 
I want to say hi to David. He jumped on because I mentioned it tonight, but he had a question. <laughs> Isn't that what marriage is all about? Oh. It depends on who you're married to. <laughs> yeah, if you knew him, I think I think he gets that. <laughs> um, yeah, David, I'm not married to you, so I can't say if I'd feel that way if I was. But, you know. Um, Oh boy. I'm, I'm 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 what they I, I'm what they call uh an oxymoron. I'm happily married, so uh <laughs> me too. I mean we're coming up on 24 years and yeah, my thing is if I weren't happy, I wouldn't be here. And I'm sure I would hope my husband feels the same way because why waste all that time and energy? Yep. So I'm gonna go back to the sheriff road though. So how many people? So how many people, the two of you? Have you ever watched a situation comedy where, you know, like one of the main characters is suddenly doing something and they accidentally like hit hit a wasp's nest and they dance around and the wasp are doing it and everyone laughs, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that not a form of Sheriff Roden? Yeah, it is. And and everybody laughs. Everybody laughs, yeah. you know, and at, at, at you know, the, the poor guy dancing around because it kind of looks funny. So... I'm going to see how much great pleasure the two of you take out of the fact that when I was doing the garden yesterday, I had a wasp nest. <laughs> and I was doing that dance on my front lawn yesterday. Okay, so wasps? before were I they find all this... coming after you? <laughs> What'd what? you say, Elmer? I said, were they all coming after you? Did you have like a whole bunch or just like one coming after you? Oh, no, no. They were up under my shirt. They oh my were, I was having like having to like tear clothes off and I was getting stung and all over the place. Oh, see, when that happens, like that's not funny. Like the initial, because I've seen the wasp thing. We had it in a mailbox when we lived in Virginia and it had hornets in it. So I know that it's funny initially. It's not funny to me if the person gets hurt. But if the person isn't hurt, yeah, it's a riot. Like if you said the wasp ran the house and you didn't get stung, that's funny. But I wouldn't want anybody to get hurt. No, no. By the time I got in the house, I got, you know, I, I don't know how many times I got stung, but I closed that door and there was 25 wasps sitting in the front door. They were all wearing MAGA caps. They were all... Where where was this, Kevin? Oh, white Anglo-Saxons and Protestants—they get you every time. No, <laughs> what? Where was the nest? Uh, right underneath where I've planted the watermelons in the back. You know the, the, the back hill area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've planted watermelons because I said to plant the watermelons on a on a on a gentle slope, and I got a little hill in my backyard, and I planted watermelons this year to have watermelons, which are really good for your health. There's a lot of health benefits to watermelons. People don't realize. Yes, here's um, as we speak. Yes, yes. Look at is that. that alcoholic? No, you guys know I don't drink. It's water. It's cucumber, melon, seltzer. Seltzer. I wasn't yes. sure if you needed a drink to get through the show with us, you know. No, I need a drink to, to learn how to turn on the computer and get to Zoom. That's where my <laughs> drinking starts. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's where it was. And now I... I went back today and found the nest so I see where it is so I can avoid it. I'm, you know, I, I contemplated doing the vengeful thing and like, you know, like spraying it and killing the wasp. But you know what? They're just, they were just protecting their nest. They're just, they're just doing what comes naturally. Right. Well, I'm glad you didn't, you weren't seriously injured because that's, I know what the wasp dance looks like. Um, and you know what, I've never been stung in my life, knock on wood, but I know the dance because I've seen people do it many times. Yes, yes. <laughs> so anyways, that made me think of Sheriff Roden. I was like, I wonder if anybody, when I you know, actually got all the wasp off and dealt with the stings, I'm like, I wonder how many of my neighbors were watching me do the wasp dance and were laughing because <laughs> it looked funny. And then I thought, I'm going to have to bring this up. <laughs> you know what else is funny? Like when I lived in New York, and I guess Virginia too, but New York more so because, you know, you had to walk, is when it was snowing and someone would hit that black ice and you'd see them doing the dance, the sound in the cartoons, and the person trying to catch them. So it's hilarious as long as they don't get hurt. Yeah, yeah. But 
there's that kind of there's that little you know we watch it on tv we make fun of it and i wonder if it actually serious thought that we be because we become desensitized to it because it made so much comedy that sometimes we laugh before we go wait a second are you, are you real are you okay like right. you know, we we go into the oh yeah this is like watching it on tv well no actually it's not there's actually a real person that was just involved in that mm -hmm. you know? oh, yeah I, I i totally get it you know um i've been caught in shootouts before and when you tell people about that, you know, when you see people doing things that they would do on television, like stand up and start trying to find the shooter and take pictures. And I'm like, that is not the reaction in real life. In real life, you get on the ground and you stay there. You don't look to see where it's coming from. Like you don't start running, you know? I mean, it's just a whole different thing, but you're absolutely right. That's, um, we're desensitized. That's, that's a very interesting yeah. thought. That's, uh, you know, I think it happens a lot more in, younger, sometimes kids, sometimes young, young men, you hear about them, you know, the whole hazing thing and, and pleasure mm -hmm. in, you know, other people's suffering. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, that's why we're here to teach people to not laugh at things that are not funny, kind of, maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. Speaking of funny. And comedy. <laughs> and comedy. Perfectly into. That I'll let you perfect introduce him. Segue. Uh -huh. Our guest, our guest tonight, I know this guy, you know what? I met him like, I don't know, 20 years ago, I guess. And this guy is so genuine and kind. And we were at an event and he said he was going to be like this big radio show, you know, talk person or whatnot. And I was like, great, you know, I'm a musician and an actor. And we're kind of in passing. Well, a few years later, I'm like working on something and there's that guy. And I mean, a few years later, like we hadn't seen each other in seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. And there's that guy with the radio show. So I email him and I say, I'm a shameless beggar and I'm coming on your show and I'm waiting for you to invite me. We met like years ago and he writes back, of course, yes, of course you should come on the show. And this friendship blossomed, I mean, just instantly. Again, Dr. Kevin, when you're talking about some people, you just need to like, you know, just have that initial burst. And he's done some incredible things in this lifetime. Huge breast cancer supporter, never says no, MC shows for me, doesn't even know what's going on. I just say, this is the date and time you be there. He says, yes. Um, such a great guy and funny funny, funny, has a designer line of pocket squares. You'll have to ask him about that. And then he also told me I could bring this up. He escaped from Scientology. That's a whole different story. So ladies and gentlemen, and by ladies and gentlemen, I mean, I guess whoever's watching and two gentlemen, Elman and Dr. Kevin, I bring to you Will Edwards. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Hello, hello, and thank you, thank the three of you for having me on. I got my hair cut, I shaved, <laughs> and I put on this blazer for this, for this whole thing. And you're blazing. You're, you're certainly blazing there. <laughs> you know. Thank you, thank you so much. So, um, uh, Rain, Rain, let me just say something. Rain calls, and there's nothing you can do. When the phone rings and you see it's Rain. That's it. You, you, you like clear the schedule. Ray, Ray <laughs> Thomas is on the phone. There's something coming. Oh yeah. Something Have you ever big. thought of letting the voice go, go, letting the call go to voicemail? Uh, I, I didn't let it. Like if I'm working, it'll go there and then I'll listen to the message. And it is, uh, uh, it is, it is, it is Reen at her best asking for, to do this thing, but she doesn't say what the thing is. She just says, Hey, Call me back, Mr. Funny Man. And that's when you know. <laughs> that's when you know. I treat all of you the same. I do the same to Elmer. I'm like, you're busy? <laughs> call me. <laughs> call me. I've never got a call from Rain, so I wouldn't know. I'll call you right now and I'll just say, Dr. Kevin. <laughs> be careful. Be be careful what you wish for, Dr. That's Kevin. That's right. 
Hey, well, and my calls go to voicemail all the time. <laughs> That's okay. I'll put it in that chatter room or whatever that thing is called on here that Elma says we have. <laughs> well, here's what we're going to do. I mean, I know you, Mr. Edwards, but Elmer and Dr. Kevin, they don't know you. And I want them, I always like for them to chime in and ask questions that I probably haven't thought of because I assume everybody knows you. But, um, Elmer and Dr. Kevin, I'm going to sit back again and see what you can bring out of Mr. I ran from Scientology, but I host my own radio and television shows. And, you know, I have my own designer pocket squares for the fashionable man. And I donated to New York Fashion Week to uh, breast cancer, metastatic breast cancer patients. There's a lot of layers to that, dude. Okay. And by the time that rain finishes going through will be up and we would have been thrilled to have you will uh, <laughs> i love how she always with when she brings the guests she always starts by i'm gonna let you get all this information but here it is <laughs> I want you to get all the information <laughs> i'm gonna have you ask the questions <laughs> you know why that happens let me tell you will why that happens dr kevin has a way us. of bringing like Weird people, because I told him, I said, you know, just put people on the schedule. He goes, oh, no, I'm going to let you vet them, which means now I understand. Those are the people that go in his voicemail, and then he forwards those people to me, and some of them have been insane. <laughs> I'm like, no, you don't work for this show. Well, Dr. Kevin was supposed to get back from me. I'm, the, no, 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 goodbye. So I, this, now this is payback. <laughs> hey. When you have wow. a show, that's what that's that's what happens when you have a show. I mean, I, it had, just happens. I've had a radio show for fifteen years, and so I get all sorts of people, and I think they get they they fit in this show. I send them over to Rain. I mean, you know, and and I've sent you a couple of people you love. So you did, you did, and then yes. you sent me a couple of people that were absolutely nuts. I'm like, what kind of balance is this? Are you just trying to keep me on my toes? Hey, hey, look. Let's not make any prejudiced comments about nuts, okay? I like mine. <laughs> Cashews, Brazilians, pecans. So, so Will, first question I have yeah. for you. Um, what so kind of nuts do you like? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, don't go there at this show with them. <laughs> with which ham? <laughs> Either. <laughs> any of them. Um, so... How would you classify your humor? And do you do stand-up? I mean, are you are you a stand-up MC? Yeah, elaborate a little bit about how would I experience Will if I hadn't been rained on? <laughs> I love that. That's very good, Dr. Kevin. <laughs> I have, no, I, I I did I did the Will Edwards show uh, here on uh, on Vegas television for like six years, and um, and from there. I, uh, I created and hosted uh, We Funny Comedy Show for a little over a little over four years in town, and I, I guess you could say that uh, I, I try to keep my uh, my comedy relatable. You know, I, I, I want to make sure that the majority of people have uh, experienced maybe what I experienced, like uh, walking in on your parents having sex what's your reaction things of this nature You're making her lose her train <laughs> so will i will guarantee you i absolutely never walked in on your parents having sex <laughs> that's comforting that's comforting <laughs> now whether i was alone with either one of your parents having sex well that's a different conversation but i'm just saying <laughs> i never walked in on your parents having sex Thank you. That, that yeah, truly. The, 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 the trauma of, of having you had walked in <laughs> would have been too much for me to bear here today. It could have been, I remember when you were conceived. I was standing there watching. No. <laughs> and I know why you're a funny guy. It was a funny position. <laughs> oh. So, oh, Will. <laughs> how did you do the leap? Because I, 
I, I don't wear suits anymore, but I went through a period where I wore a lot of suits. I dressed up like a, I still have a whole special area from all my suits and all and all my pocket squares. I have to have 25 or 30 at least. What was what was it that made you jump from comedy to pocket squares? I uh, I, w- I was working in a uh, in a retail store at the time, Johnston and Murphy, the oldest American shoe company, and uh, and uh, you know you you, you you had to dress when you went in when you went to work. Um, couldn't go naked. So I, I, okay, you couldn't go naked. No, no, you have to have tops and bottoms. <laughs> That oh boy, keep better. going, keep going, <laughs> that, keep that going. Was a must. And so, and so, uh, a friend of mine said, "Hey, you know what? You should make your own pocket squares, and you should, you sh- we should uh, think about how you're going to make them and do them out of uh, recycled uh, materials, like shirts and things of that nature." So uh, that leap occurred, and uh, I, and then I wrote a book uh, called "What Men Do Wrong from Dressing to Grooming." And if you if you look right there, it's the blue thing. You want me to see your blue thing? The camera's a little away. Uh-huh. Uh, can you can you bring it? Can you, can you go on after the podcast and put a link to where we would find your book on the posting on our Facebook page? Okay. I can, and I will do that. So it's called uh, "What's Men, What Men Do Wrong from Dressing to Grooming." And in it, I, I, uh, I list out uh, six types of men, how they dress, why they dress, and then what you can do to help that person upgrade their looks. Six types of men. Okay. So what kind of man am I? Can you tell? What do you need to know? <laughs> I, yeah, I need to see all of you. No, no. That's a, that's a lot. I appreciate all of it. I appreciate it all. Thank you. Thanks. I've been trying to lose weight too. That is hilarious. Boy. Well, here's here's what I'll say. Uh, uh, at the at the at the top of the list is the uh, is the show out. It's the guy who knows what he, he he knows how to make things work. How to make colors go together. Patterns. He knows his body. He knows what looks good on him. What doesn't look good on him. Uh, at the bottom of that list is the blender. He's a guy that just wants to blend in. If if he if he could get away with not wearing clothes, he wouldn't wear clothes. He buys his milk the same place he buys his socks and his jeans. He you know he he never bought a single pair of socks. It's always in a pack. And that's the blender. So then the rest of the book goes on how do you help those, those individuals up their style a little bit. So and you, I always say that a man, I always say a man is one, one thing away from increasing their style. So believe it or not, I, um, I have worked with, a, with three different image consultants through the years at different points in my career. The first one did my colors and okay. said I was a romantic. She was all excited about that. I thought, I don't know, maybe she was had a frustrated love life, I'm not sure, but she came on telling me I was a romantic. Uh, but then um, but then I worked with uh, uh, Andy Page, Page, and then I worked with Lauren Solomon, both who, who are fairly well known in the fashion world, mm-hmm. uh, to get my suits and my pocket squares and my shirts to mar- and my things to match my socks and all of that stuff. Right. What level of grooming, and, and can we see your pocket square? Is it one you made? Can you push your chest up, pull away? <laughs> so this guy, this guy is like a, a third generation. <laughs> this, is a, this is a third generation. So this, this guy is already folded. Ah. Oh, that's nice. Now is that vegan leather? <laughs> it, 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 it is, it's actually just, it's actually upholstery material. And uh, I, I did it in this color, in this type, because I thought, yeah, it's kind of manly. But um, <laughs> it, uh, it just drops in into the pocket, this one, and there you go. You're ready to roll. No touching Uh-oh. it after that. 
isn't that like having a snap-on bow tie? You know, the kind well, of clip what? instead of you tie. Yeah, well, you know, some people need a snap-on bow tie. <laughs> some people just need their bow tie snapped. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so some people are loving us on Facebook. <laughs> So where are you performing? So I, I love pocket squares. I love fashion. I love being able to do all that stuff. So where is your pocket square performing these days? In my pocket. <laughs> well, th well, things things That's have like changed. That's like an old vaudeville joke. <laughs> yeah. Th things have changed, of course, because of the, the pandemic. But the, we, we had them uh, being sold out of a store here inside the, the Venetian. Uh, Grand Canal shops, but uh, since the pandemic, that shop has has closed down, and a very good friend lost his 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 entire business yeah. as a re as a result of that, which is very sad. Tragic. So, where is your pocket square performing in your pocket these days with you? Well, I'll be honest. I am. Uh, I've I've switched my focus a little bit. Okay, talk to us about and that. And I am, uh, I, I put most of my time in, in hunger relief. I work in, uh, I work in marketing and development at Three Square Food Bank here in Las Vegas. Okay. We don't know what that is. It is Southern Nevada's only food bank. We distribute food through a service network of, uh, of different nonprofits, um, faith-based organizations, clubs, any place that are feeding hungry people, we, we team up with them and we supply the food basically. So are you, so you're providing the food to the organizations, not to the people in need themselves? Well, let's, okay. So yes, that, that's the way a food bank is set up. But when the pandemic hit, more people, especially in, in cities that have hospitality like Las Vegas, more people were in need. So we did something that we, we never did before or, you know, and we were, we created distributions uh, and feeding individuals and families all over the valley. And it's still going on today. We started in March, still happening today. A lot of work, a lot of food. Well, there's nothing wrong with a lot of food as long as it all gets eaten. I hate to see through get food get thrown away. It, it led to at least 300 pounds of my humor. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I get it. Uh, so you're so when you're so you're not doing like you're you're probably doing delivery because of COVID. You're not doing like the soup kitchen where they're showing up and getting it because they're limiting people from coming in and stuff like that. It's a drive-through. It's a drive-through. Okay. So people drive up, they pop their trunk, volunteers put all the food into a car and go off. And the thing is, is that we've seen like a 60% increase in the number of people. And it's just families who either lost their jobs, got laid off, got furloughed, and just trying to figure out how do I make that unemployment check, you know, uh, feed my family of four, my family of, of five or six, you know. So the face okay. of hunger has changed quite a bit. Well, yes. And unfortunately, the face of greed has not. Um, has not. No. Has not. So, well, that's, I mean, that's very important work. And in fact, uh, Terry Loftus said kudos, rewarding work. Um, and uh, she, all, she also mentioned about being uh, sorry for your friend, his lo losing of his business. Uh, now- well, Thank you, thank you. Had you gone, um, had you started the food bank stuff before COVID or did you get, as, as that came up, was you more drawn into it? I started it before, before COVID. When, when I was doing the Will Edward show, uh, Three Square was our official charity. And, and the reason was, was because uh, with their buying power, $1 equals three meals. So we just thought our money would go a long way by donating to that organization. And then uh, I, I got a chance to visit and, and walk around and I was just blown away by, by 
the whole thing, the whole how it looked, and it was just a beautiful place, and and the the good work that they were doing, and I just wanted to be part of it, and uh, and a friend of mine told me, hey, there's a position, and so I, I joined, and then uh, I got promoted, and promoted to the position I'm in now. But it was so, beforehand. So you don't do your, so you're not doing your show at all. That is correct. Okay. No one's well, really doing. I'm sorry, what? Uh, a lot of people aren't doing their shows, unfortunately. Well, but you were doing a radio show too, weren't you? I was doing a podcast. A podcast. Called, uh, Let's Grab a Drink with Will Edwards. The lovely Rain Thomas was, was one of my interviews. And we would, uh, that podcast was a lot of fun just because uh, we, I would ask the guests, hey, where do you, where's your favorite place to grab a drink? And we'll go. And it could have been a bar, it could be a restaurant. It, it in uh, in in Rain's uh, world, it was a coffee shop. And uh, and you just we just sat and chatted. And it was fantastic. Was, I, I enjoyed it. What was the weirdest place anybody asked you to ever grab a drink? Was that alley, the back alley, the one get? No, I'm kidding. No one asked me to go to an alley. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get stories mixed up. <laughs> I was gonna say, was that at somebody's hotel room? Did somebody be like, oh yeah, hey, I'll take you a drink. Come over to my hotel room. <laughs> you know what's you know what's funny about that? I did do one in a hotel room. <laughs> was it somebody so, you that, that, knew? Yeah, it was of course. Wait, come on. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot. Did you know them before you left the hotel room? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 and after. Um, yes, I did. I did know him, but he he did invite me to his his, his hotel room. That was kind of weird. I did go to a coffee bar that that served wine. I guess that was the weirdest place. Where is that place? It's in it's in uh, Hendertucky. Oh yeah, I'm not going out there. Yeah. You mean, some, some, are you referring to Henderson or is Hendertucky an actual city? <laughs> Henderson. Oh, it's it's it's, 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 like old, okay. it's like older older Henderson, you know, Water I, Street. We've been area. we've been to Henderson many times. We were part of an organization called CEO Space that was out at Lake Henderson um, at the, one of the resorts out there. Actually, we were at two different resorts that were out there, so I'm a little familiar with Henderson. It's yeah, like 40 minutes away from the strip. We used to yeah. stay on the strip because I had a timeshare right downtown. So <laughs> we'd go do business for 12, 14 hours, what, 10 days in a row? Yeah. And, and then we'd spend three or four days defusing on the strip. What 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 timeshare, Dr. Kim? Uh, I was part of Wyndham. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they, they uh, have built a new one since I went. I mean, yeah, I... I what? I stayed at that new one. Nicole and I went there to see a show and we used your time, timeshare points at that new one over by the Rio, I think is where yeah. it's at. But we used to stay at the other one. Um, I can't remember. Over by the MGM. Yeah, yeah. I stayed, I stayed mm -hmm. there so often that they knew me at the front desk. Um, oh, yeah, we, got, got, we got free use of their limo and stuff. Yeah. Oh, um, see? Nice. That's the way to do your coffee and a drink or grab a drink Hello. with somebody. Know, That's right? the way to do it. Yeah. I, the, the reason I asked, the reason I asked is that I, uh, my, one of my first jobs when I got into uh, uh, Las Vegas was at the Jockey Club, which is a timeshare right next door. Well, it wasn't next door to anything at the time, but <laughs> now it's right next door to the Cosmopolitan, which built itself around it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have to say at this point, we went to Las Vegas so many times because I went several times with you, Elmer, and then because um, Elmer used to work for me, and then I went several times with uh, my my um, post Elmer Elmer Caleb. <laughs> uh, that by the time I stopped teaching on faculty for there and was done, I was like. I will never go back to Las Vegas again. There are so many other places in the world to see. I've seen this place way too many times. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to insult your city. I'm just saying, I kind of like- Not my city. My city is not Las Vegas. 
Hey, 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 sister, easy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we, got, we got a football stadium now. We got a football stadium now. Oh, yeah, yeah, but we don't have anybody to go because of COVID. Like, one person can serve peanuts or something. I just want to know if you're going to let one of the dancers do your punt kick over the... Uh... You know, bring somebody down from Bellagio to get the hit the when they kick the football for the for whatever that the kickoff. No, not the kickoff. The three points you can get. Oh, you, you mean the oh, yeah. the extra point? Whatever yeah. that thing is, I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, you're not coming to see any of the you games sh- you sh- either. You shoot the baseball through the hoop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only sports I ever followed or watched was roller derby. That was the only one I ever liked. So oh, I love that. It's the same thing, except for with a football. <laughs> well, so do you have any plans at some point that you think of either trying to resurrect your podcast or, or doing, because I mean, the world needs food, but the world needs laughter right now too. The world oh, is of course. in need of laughter. I was hoping you were gonna say that you were doing a stand-up comedy when they were handing the food out because those people could certainly use a laugh. Yeah, I'm sure of it. No, we, um... No, I, I am. I'm, I'm focusing my attention on on hunger relief, and um, there's a podcast that I'm 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 working on right now. I'm cultivating it. It's called No Leftovers, and uh, it's 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 talking about uh, the, the culinary world here in in uh, in in Las Vegas, and uh, I'm also working on a a pilot for a show called uh, Signature Dish, Las Vegas, where you go into uh, a chef's kitchen good conversation, good laughs, good talking. And then at the end, they show us their signature dish and we get to eat. Oh, see, when you said signature dish, I thought maybe you were gonna be doing something like, you know, interviewing the Queens from RuPaul's Drag Race or something and getting some dish. Uh (laughs) Yes, dish. Wait a minute, that's way (laughs) off there, Dr. Ken. I've I've stayed with you the whole time, but that was... It's it's a twisted. You never know. You never know. You never know. By the way. Hey, you know, there's nothing like there's you know there's all sorts of kinds of dishes, and there's definitely some signature dishers. See, see, this is what I'm talking about, Elmer. You want to jump in? (laughs) That's the silent questions, you know, like you said. (laughs) No, I can see it on your face. (laughs) Um. So you're so it sounds like you're really uh, moved into being a major foodie in all sorts of different ways. Given well, you know, my reporting on it, doing podcasts around it. Well, my my one of the one of the um, one of the functions that I do at work and that I'm responsible for is Las Vegas Restaurant Week. So I, I organize and manage Las Vegas Restaurant Week. On behalf of Three Square Food Bank, so the the, the pro, some of the proceeds from that come back to Three Square. So uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm coming very very married to to that program, which did not happen this year because of COVID. Um, and I also uh, cultivate and oversee the Three Square Culinary Council. So I'm all about now food and you know chefs and you know where to eat and where to get the best French meal and so forth now and in, in a city that's as as food rich as las vegas was when i went i know that you're like like everybody you're going through trying and challenging times now uh, because of yeah. COVID. um but has uh does your food food organization have arrangements with places like Win and Bellagio and MGM and stuff like that to get the excess food that they would be throwing out to be able so to distribute. We we do have a uh, we do have uh, partnerships with with many of the strip properties. Uh, MGM was the first one. They were the they were the first to to come aboard. And basically, what we rescue from them is surplus banquet food. Because that, it, and it can only be food that hasn't been opened, hasn't been contaminated, hasn't been touched by anything, a spoon, a hand, or any, anything of that nature. And so uh, that's the only, the only foods that we would get from them. 
But now you and when the when the uh, I'm sorry when when the pandemic hit, of course everything shut down. So everyone was donating to uh, two three square food wise, especially restaurants and such. And, I, and I'll tell you something, man. I am uh, I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm I'm from Vegas because people are we're, we're, people are looking out for for people here in Vegas, and uh, you know they're donating they're donating financially, uh, food wise. You know we can't do the the the, the uh, distributions unless there's volunteers. So people are coming out and and um, and and really trying to help those that that need help. So that's that's always good to look at. Okay. I have a question. So and yeah. you you probably already know what I'm going to ask, but the usual is how can I help because. There is a huge need. And, you know, our show, show, a lot of times people are like, oh, it's all about laughing, laughing, but it's not. This show was designed and is designed by all of us to talk about things like loving and being alive. Because if you're not doing anything that, you know, I mean, what you're doing is a loving act and keeping people alive and food, it's, you know, we take it for granted. I know a lot of times you just think, oh, you know, that's just a piece of bread or there's four slices left, you just throw it in the garbage. And it's, it is wasteful. I can't stand to see food go to waste. And um, I know people are like, oh, I want to laugh. Well, you, you get your chance to laugh on this show. I mean, it started off with what kind of nuts you like. I mean, you couldn't go anywhere from there. <laughs> from Dr. Kevin. But almonds. Almonds, by the way. Oh, that's oh, right. That was it. Elmer's comment. That's right. Dr. Kevin was just throwing all the nuts out that you could possibly oh, engage in. So <laughs> one of those quiet, one of those quiet questions by Elmer. Right. Exactly. I'm like, oh boy. So you know, I I know a lot of times people don't know how to get involved wherever they live, and you know me, I've been in the fundraising, voluntary thing for most of my life. I mean, since I was small. So what what can you tell people to do in their city? Is there something that is is a food bank, a food bank, a food bank? Or what, how do they get involved? It, what happens? How do we take care of each other when we're hungry? I think I think that there is um, now Three Square is is a food bank, but there are other nonprofit organizations that are feeding people in, in Las Vegas as well. And, and uh, they specialize, right? Some, some organizations will focus on seniors, 60 and above. Some organizations focus on uh, homeless teens in, in you know, trying to go to school and, and eat and find food and whatnot. And then um, others on children and so forth. But I think these organizations probably exist in just about every, every, every major city in, you know, in the United States. Uh, for us, you could always go to the website, threesquare.org, spelled out. Um, and there, there are two buttons, get help or give help. Click the one that applies. I love that. You and I'll have to talk um, afterwards or whatnot and see how I can get my two cents involved and see, you know, what I can do. Because we are in trying times. But I've always thought we were in trying times because I came from trying times. I didn't know there weren't trying times. You know, when things well, when things were nice, it was like, okay, when's the other shoe going to drop? <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest with you. We we were uh, right before, right before at the beginning of the year, we were just about to be the only city in the U.S. to close the the meal gap. Right. Which means that anybody who was hungry had access to food. Right. And then the pandemic hit and the numbers go up more than 50% of those needing food. So it kind of, it's kind of the, the, the shoe dropping, so to speak. Right. Oh, and Dr. Yeah. Kevin, Dr. Kevin, I, I don't like watching people suffer. I can't watch those videos and stuff like that. Uh, I just want to remind earlier. The, um, so, well, and sometimes it's not, I mean, and I want to follow up on something that Rain said, but sometimes it's not about suffering. It's just about something that, you know, looks, you know, like they bang their head or something. It's not necessarily like heavy suffering. I, but anyways, as far as, you know, 
obviously if you're in Vegas or feel like you have a, a connection to Vegas, there's a website you can check. You said three square dot org. Dot org. Three square spelled out dot org. But you can Google your local area and find out what's going on. My husband um, works for a AIDS task force and they have a food bank that they set up for all of the people that they serve that are right. living HIV AIDS. And so that's yep. a very specialized. I have another friend that is working and I love, you know, this setup of, they drop the, they, they call, they'll go over like what, what's in the, what's, uh, what they have available. That's, that's just much smaller than what you guys are doing, obviously. I live in Nashua, New Hampshire, certainly not the mm -hmm. size of Vegas. And then they'll pack the box and they'll leave it out for them. But I know another place that just is serving a community and they just give them boxes. And then what happens is when somebody gets something that they can't use, they then pass it on to somebody who will use it or who can use it. And like they've set up this little relay of people of, hey, I, I've ended up with three peanut butters and I like peanut butter, but I don't eat that much. Who would like the two other peanut butters? And so they keep the food moving. Nice, nice. That's fantastic. You know, I'll, I'll tell you something. There's, there's, there's such great, great things that happen. Um, and, and it's, you know, you, you get people to call that call in and say, hey, listen, my neighbor's elderly. They can't get out. Is there any way we can get them something to eat? They, you know, and so we had a lot of, of, of others reaching out for other people, which, which, was, uh, which was very great, which was very, very good. You know, sometimes one of the things is because there's a lot of things that we, especially people that, that tend to shop in big box clubs like Costco's, BJ's, Sam's, all of those places, and they'll buy bulk. And then you find, I ended up with a little more than I thought I was going to. I didn't need it, you know, whatever. Just go through your pantry. Go through your pantry once a week. You know, when you go, you know, if you, when you do your club shopping, get something and you go, I don't really need that, but you know what? It's such a good deal. I'm going to get it because I can give away one or two. I mean, there's a mindset that says, if you can afford to go and spend money on groceries, there are people out there that can't. There are well, it's funny. It, who are not getting food. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I just want to say that it, it's it's interesting, and I think I think Elmer brought this up. Actually, he didn't. But anyway, <laughs> I think Elmer. <laughs> but it's one of those silent I, questions. I, I, it's a, it's one of those. I could I could feel it, Elmer. Thank you. <laughs> but if you if you haven't experienced uh, hunger and being food insecure and not knowing where your next meal is coming from, it's very difficult to wrap your head around it. You know what I'm saying? So before, before this, um, before I got into three square, I would say this, I'd open my refrigerator and I would say, man, there's nothing to eat in here. And once I started working, I realized that there are people who actually open their refrigerator and there's literally nothing to eat in those refrigerators. So I had to start changing my vernacular. I had to start changing the way I viewed food. You know what I mean? I, I you know, I, I'll eat leftovers for four days to just to not throw it away because I know that there's somebody out there who, who, who needs it and wants it. But I think that you have to have some sort of a relationship with it, which you do, obviously, Dr. Kevin, in order to understand, you know, the ins and outs of that, you know? It's, you know, I, I have this thing because I went through a period of food insecurity. And, but yeah, part of it was my nature even before I went through food insecurity. I say it's because I'm a cancer. Because I, so I feed people. It's what I do. Um, and, but I went through a period of food insecurity where I would look and say, oh, if they have a special and I can get a buy one, get one pizza, I can make that last for four to five days. If I only have two pieces and I do this and I can do it. And if I go to an all you eat, all you can eat buffet, cause I have a little money right now, I can 
fill up on the buffet and take the meal home, like, you know, take the salad buffet home and, and have to make those decisions and say, okay, today may not be a food eat day. Now it didn't last very long, but it lasted long enough that I went through that. Sure. But I always say, nobody leaves my house hungry. There's always coffee in the pot and there's always food in the cupboard and no one ever comes to my house that doesn't, I don't know, at least try to feed. Not overfeed, but try to feed. Elmer, you've been there several times. Have you ever walked away hungry? No. And it's I just... love that extended answer. <laughs> well, when we, we did, uh, before we did Love and Martin, we did a film that we actually filmed at Kevin's house, Dr. Kevin's house. And um, I had, I saved money on, on catering and food because he cooked for the whole cast and crew the whole time. Right. <laughs> That's fun. I love it. I love it. Yeah, this is um, a bigger pot. It's just a bigger pot. You just fill a right. bigger pot. Right. And, and you know, I, I think also, Ray, you, you, you know, you mentioned, I think that uh, it, it is a serious, um, it is a serious issue. Hunger is a serious issue, you know, all across the country. But I, I, I tried to, you know, inject some positivity, some humor. I tried to lighten it up. I tried, tried to ask silly questions and things of this nature. You know, it, it, in my head, it's like, and, and, and uh, Dr. Kevin, I, I too was food insecure when I lived in New York City. It's very expensive there. And uh, it, was very, it was just very hard to make ends meet. So you had to figure out whether you're gonna, am I gonna be able to eat for the next two weeks or do I save this money to go to the doctor or to the dentist? And, and, and that's the reality, you know, that's just the reality of it. Um, so I just try to lighten it a little bit, you know, lighten people's loads and, and, and make people smile and, you know, yeah. smile goes a long way. Well, you know, one of the things I, I did during my time of food, when I was having the, the food insecurity and when, you know, I was, I was actually living in my car and had come out of a bad relationship and had all sorts of stuff going on and didn't know what was going on. The one comforting thing that would get me through sometimes would be to remember my mother's cooking because it was so bad. I always lost my appetite. So <clears throat> Dr. Kevin and Will at Rain, we are about two minutes left in the show and it always seems that in the middle, you know, I get a text from Rain of like, oh, we got three minutes left. And I'm like, oh, we do. <laughs> it's going so well. And there's a lot I know. Of talk about it. <laughs> so I have an idea for you, Will. Yes, sir. For a fundraiser. You must have a lot of connections in the Las Vegas comedy community. You had a lot of people on for coffee. You should do a Zoom coffee, a, a, like a Zoom-based comedy night and people have to donate food to get a link <laughs> to see the comedy and see how many comics you can come on. I can't, <laughs> I can't concentrate with this going on. What, <laughs> what, have you, what have you invited me to? <laughs> I can concentrate just fine. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Gotta know your audience. <laughs> So what do you I agree. Great idea. Great idea. Zoom night. Hilarious. Have all the funds go to Three Square and let's let's get some of those, Love some it. Of those people because there's got to be a lot of um, you know service workers that really got hit. Yeah. And now with what's going on with the government screwing over with unemployment, it's yeah. times yeah. are going to get worse. And let us know. We got one we minute. Will, thank you for coming. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really did enjoy myself. And the best of luck with, with this podcast. You guys are hilarious. You're going to do fantastic. Thank don't worry. You. You, thank you. I'm going to call you in a couple of minutes when you're off of here. So don't hang up. Don't go anywhere. I just want to let <laughs> everybody right, know about right our next. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at here, funny man. Dr. Kevin said it. <laughs> We have another funny man in two weeks. We've got Johnny Beaner. That guy is hilarious as well. Comic, comedian, makes fun of things that we are seeing as serious. But this is us on, where are we? Facebook Live. 
the show. Work with me, Elmer. I see you already tuned out. Laughing and alive. One job. And next next week, hopefully next week, I can still join. I will be on set of my next film. So I'll be broadcasting next from there. Next week, where are you going to be? Where are I we mean, next, next, are we doing another show next? Are we doing another show next week? We <laughs> next, are, yes. Next, next show. You guys got it go. You guys got it all together. I'm, right. I'm impressed. All together now. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to play out our, if I can find it. Wow, you just like shut us off talking about getting out.